0: by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello everyone everywhere, Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you are joining us. If you've been a believer for a while, or if you're a new believer in Christ and you want to go deeper, you definitely need to pay attention to today's interview. Amen? Amen. For many people, some of whom have been in the faith for years, they're still walking about in basically spiritual diapers, so to speak. They're not eating the meat of the word, but still trying to get by in milk and baby food. Hey, man, don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. You know what I'm saying. Hey, man, let me ask you. Are you living life from your true identity in Christ? Do you feel stuck in some area of your life? Are you able to hear the Holy Spirit's voice and recognize when He is speaking to you? Well, if you answer no to any of these questions, you'll definitely want to stay tuned for what our guest is about to share. Today, I'm speaking with Phoebe Upke, a Bible teacher and Christian spiritual growth coach way out in Los Angeles, California. She's passionate about equipping believers to flourish and walk out their life being fruitful in the process, which God has ordained uniquely for them. Amen. It's not about how often you attend church or how often or how much of the Bible you've memorized. That's not it at all. A lot of people feel that if they check all the boxes, they'll just be fine. You know, they're good, 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 good to go. But what really matters is walking the path God has destined for you to walk. Amen. To help us learn more on this, help me welcome to the program, Phoebe Upke. Phoebe, thank you for taking the time to join us today. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me. So glad to be here.
1: Amen. Now, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Phoebe Upke?
2: Mm, I love that. Well, Phoebe is born and raised in the Philippines. Um, I grew up Catholic. Um, I spent some time in New York um, for college, and that's when I got saved, during those college years and then after college I moved out to Los Angeles felt the Lord calling me out here um, started attending church um, and then eventually got discipled and got called into the ministry maybe a few years ago and Amen. yeah been doing this online as well.
1: Amen how'd you get called into the ministry? You asked me now I'm asking you.
2: <laughs> I know right?
1: <laughs> we talked yes. about that out- off air. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Yeah so for the first few years of my Christian life, I was just going to church, you know, um, doing all the things that I knew to do, just going to church, volunteering, also also attending a midweek Bible study, also joined the internship program. But I just felt like there's something missing. Like, I feel like I'm checking all the boxes, like you said, but I don't know if there's more to this Christian life than just doing all these things. And Someone in my church eventually discipled me, you know, saw some potential in me. And that's when I started learning, um, you know, how to hear God's voice, how to be led by him. And that was like a huge missing component in my own spiritual growth journey. So been on that journey of um, learning to be led by him. Eventually, right before COVID, the Lord um, led me to this retreat Mm. in Mexico And in that retreat, I met someone who knew someone who had a house church in Los Angeles. So I went to check out the house church during the pandemic. And then, you know, was part of that for a few months. And then the summer of 2021 they had like a church restructure and they, they moved the midweek Bible study to a Sunday and made it into like an actual church service on a Sunday. Amen. And that same week, someone was praying for me and was like, you know, Phoebe, you know, you're, you're called to be a leader, but you know, right now it's like, God's going to, it's just a matter of time before the Lord sends you somewhere. Um, and then that same week, the pastor calls me and was like, hey, I feel like the Lord wants you to be a teacher and a leader in this community. Would you Would you teach on a Sunday? And I was like, yes. Amen. <laughs> and then so that kind of catapult, catapulted me into the path that I'm on now of like teaching and pastoring at this house church. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh,
1: how did you get started as a Christian spiritual growth coach?
2: Yeah. And that's something that unfolded over time, you know, as I followed the Lord, I had like a heart for the word. I also have a heart for the spirit and both. And over time, the Lord would send me people um, to kind of like help disciple. And you know, I'm, I'm much more of a relational person, very one-on-one, also focused on like growth and spiritual growth. Cause that's what he was doing in me. And So when I started ministry at the house church I'm at, that's really where it really expanded a lot more where the Lord would send people to me who, and I noticed he was sending me the same type of person who loved the Lord. Maybe a little bit stuck wants to grow, but they just don't know how. Mm -hmm. Um, And somehow in my experience, I'm able to help them um, identify those areas where maybe they don't see that they're stuck. Uh, so organically, I feel like the Lord grew that coaching part. Amen. Um, and then this year, I felt like he was sending me online to minister to people as well. Yeah, amen, amen.
1: How, let me put it like this, in your opinion, and based mm-hmm. upon those who you've helped, what's impeding the average churchgoer from growing up spiritually?
2: Mm, yes, I. the normal churchgoer is impeded by I would say time Mm. Um, a a lot of times there's just many other things many other priorities and then we'll we'll fit in church whenever there's free time in my schedule and that's the thing when it comes to discipleship and spiritual growth like it needs time (laughs) there's time and effort involved Um, you know a little bit more than just going to church on Sunday it's like you know, a relationship with the Lord needs your time and attention yeah. and care, right? Yeah. And it's really in that intimacy with him, that relationship that you grow. Yeah. Amen. Yeah.
1: Amen. Yeah. It's not a, well, let me read my little devotional, you know, what yes. page devotional and you know, say Check the Lord's out. prayer and I'm good.
2: You know, yes, exactly. And, and, oh,
1: Sunday morning. Yeah, I, I forgot. Right. I got I to gotta go to church Sunday morning. Yep, yep. Get that done, you know. Show up, you know. Yeah, that praise and worship music stuff. Well, you know, I just want to hear the preaching. So I'll get there, you know, 15 minutes late. Sit down yes. just as they're wrapping up. And then, you know, as they get up to do the announcements at the end, I'll go ahead and leave early because, you know, the parking lot gets full. With everybody trying yes. to get on at once, you know. I mean, that's, that's yeah. what I I see. Oh.
2: Yes. And a lot of times, pe- yeah, people do go to church. Maybe they'll go to a midweek Bible study. But during the week, there's a large gap there. And, yeah, yeah. you know, if we're not focused on the Lord and, and like his voice and how he's present with us in our day to day, we're really missing the opportunity to to grow and get yeah. closer to him.
1: Amen. You know, I referenced in the opening about people being spiritual babies, you know, even mm-hmm. years after becoming born again. And the Lord showed me an example one time, many, Mm -hmm. many years ago in church. There was a woman who came in and just had a brand new baby, newborn baby. She was holding her arms, about three rows in front of us. Mm. Everybody was, oh, isn't this so cute? And, you know, things like that. And across the aisle on the other side, there's a four or five-year-old who was acting up. And people were looking over there, too, but not with the same face as they were when they were admiring the newborn baby. Mm -hmm. And the Lord spoke to my heart. And gave me the example of a newborn being a born-again Christian. Regardless of their physical age, they were a new baby in the spirit. And if Mm -hmm. not taught and disciplined, they would know how to act. Yes. And then he asked me, if you came here 20 years from now, and that mother was still holding that baby boy in her arms, even though he's a grown man spiritually, maybe even nursing him or feeding him from a bottle, Would Mm -hmm. everybody still think it was cute? Or would they think something was seriously wrong?
2: There's a problem. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
1: Exactly. And that's when I really started studying spiritual growth. You know, newborns are all cute. Newborn Christians are all cute and they're motivated. They want to win the world for Jesus. You know, everyone's like, hey, man, look at him go now that he found Jesus. Yes. They still haven't grown up enough to do it. Yeah, you know, they're right. running around trying to witness to people while they're still wearing dirty diapers and feeding on baby food, you know, right. and it's the church's job to teach them,
0: you know, mm-hmm. as to well as ministries
1: them. such as ours and as yours. Right. To help them to grow up spiritually speaking, don't you think? Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Why do you believe so many believers just hit this plateau? You know, they're on fire for God and then, yeah, you know okay. (laughs) Why do you think that happens?
2: Yeah. You know, I, I do see there's times when new believers get quick results initially, you know, like you found Jesus, you have this passion and excitement, you're learning these new things. And then when you apply these things to your life, there's like visible results. And it's like, wow, you know, and people get set free from whatever it is that they were struggling with. And there's, dramatic visible results and when you see that you're highly motivated right yeah so anything when you first start it's like it's exciting um and a lot of it it's like the, it comes from also a repentance from an old way of life
1: oh yeah um, amen you know amen. so you see yeah you amen see the change. Yep. Yep.
2: but then as time goes on and maybe you see less results or maybe slower results and then when those instant results disappear you kind of lose the initial aci- excitement and then maybe you stop trying you lose focus life gets in the way um and the other thing that makes it hard is our own blocks to our own spiritual growth and sometimes we have our own resistance mm-hmm. to what god is doing um the bible calls them strongholds you know which mm-hmm. are yep. patterns of thinking that are not based in god's truth and those are sometimes below the surface, which are harder to see and identify. Um, and sometimes those could be a real battle. It it gets hard to fight it by yourself because you don't even know it's there.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. Another one that I see is tradition. Oh, even yeah. Jesus addressed the problem with tradition, you know? And, yeah. and I see it, you know, I'll go speak in a church and and, you know, they're used to, you know, the Three songs, the offering, another song, and mm-hmm. the pastor comes up for 25 minutes, and then the announcements, and then they go home at the end of the hour type thing, right? Yes. And, you know, so I get in there, and I get on a roll. Now, I don't become obnoxious and say, you'll be here till, you know, three hours from now, we'll, we'll right. take a break and come back. No. That's yeah. I, I, you know, if I'm on a roll, it, mine might be <clears throat> 45 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. But you can see those who are steeped in tradition because they're sitting mm-hmm. over right. the audience looking at their watch. Right.
2: Like, why am I getting mm-hmm. out of here? What's
1: yeah. for lunch? Yep. Exactly. You know? And sometimes yeah. I'll call them out. You know, not, hey, you, what are you looking at? But I'll say, don't worry about it, folks. Your beans will be all right. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. And, you know, but, uh, yeah. but, yeah, tradition is bad.
2: Very right. Bad. Right. But also, maybe there's also something in the current church model that is not necessarily geared for individual spiritual growth. You know, sometimes like the the current church model can be more designed to grow the church. Yeah. In other yeah. words, like increase membership, you know, so resources go towards putting on the service. Yeah. And sometimes there's just very little ministry happenings amongst the body itself. Yeah, exactly. So then the members themselves may not be growing within the time of the service.
1: Yeah. And
2: Sometimes we just kind of end up catering to uh, entry level people and giving out the milk, right? So people don't necessarily mature.
1: Yeah, amen, amen. That's good. That's good. Can you share with us the different stages of spiritual growth and explain each one for us?
2: Yeah, so we can look the scripture for some of the foundational stages of spiritual growth, and one of my favorite passages for that is. 1 John chapter 2, verses 12 to 14, that gives us a three-stage growth framework. And those are the stages that seem to be common to believers. You know, there's children, which you, we're talking about, children, young men, and fathers. And of, of course, okay, so in relation to God, we are always his children, right. but in the context of community and family you know people are in different places in their maturity in the childhood phase the emphasis is on receiving god's love receiving forgiveness trusting and depending on him as a father and as a child you know you relate to your parents primarily through what they do for you
1: yeah
2: right and and like you were saying earlier most christians don't go past this stage and, true. you know, until those things of trusting independence are in place, you kind of don't really grow much farther. And this is like the stage where the devil wants to keep us in this stage, because the next stage is the stage where we become more of a threat to the kingdom. And this is the young, the young man stage, the young adult stage. And John tells us, this is the stage where he says, you are strong. The word of God is in you and you overcome the evil one. And at that stage, you could be very productive. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a young adult, you're, you're trying to establish yourself. You're capable of handling responsibility. But the third stage is this, the stage where we're walking fully like Christ. Um, and this is the father stage. Amen. This is when you're a parent, meaning, you know, implying that you, you've replicated yourself you know you're raising up others like who are younger than you in the faith yeah and the fruit of that is a deeper connection with Jesus and the way John puts it is he says you know him who is from the beginning and this is the stage where you know Jesus because you've become so much like him you walk like him amen and You know, I was saying earlier, in the natural, when you're a child, you relate to your parents largely through what they do for you. But you you largely don't know much about their world. You don't know about working, about paying the bills, about cooking dinner. You know, when you're a child, you're oblivious to that. But as you mature, you start doing these things for yourself and then you can relate. Amen. (laughs) So God's designed this maturity process that starts with knowing him as a father, as a child, to becoming a father who looks like Jesus. Yeah. Amen.
1: Amen. That's good. Yeah. And it's, it's, it just amazes me that some people just get stuck in that first stage, you know, it's like they, they don't ever want to leave elementary school.
2: Yeah. And
1: it's, you know, I couldn't wait to get out of school, get out. Know? <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> right. And and the thing with maturity, it comes with more freedom, but also more responsibility, right? Yeah. As a child, you always want like the next thing that yeah. that gives you the freedom.
1: Amen. Amen. So how do you, you know, share? See, how can I put this? Mm-hmm. Well, share with us a little bit more about your spiritual growth coaching program. What does it entail, and what are the results someone will be able to experience and achieve?
2: Yeah, yeah. So the the premise is that growth, um, by definition, is an organic process. Um, so what we see in the ministry of Jesus is that he helps the disciples. Um, you know, there's this concept of Teaching what they're able to hear and understand, which means that we need to know the next thing that God is saying to us for our growth. Um, not not just anything general in the Bible that's good, but we need to know God's agenda for our current season and you know in our life. Yeah. So spiritual growth has to be tailored to us because our challenges and our weaknesses are specific to us. Um. And so the idea with this program is that we're learning to hear God's voice and we're learning to let be led by him. Um, and then we're also learning our internal challenges, our internal barriers, our own weaknesses, and we're identifying those areas that, um, like if we look at your life and we see this repeated um, pattern or, or struggle, that might be an area God might. Be trying to grow in you, and he's putting you through situations that will cause you to have to overcome, man, you know. Man, yeah. And then, lastly, of course, we work on like your specific purpose, your specific calling, what it looks like for you to move forward in the things that God's called you to do that are specific to you. Because, you know, in his word, it's like there's things that we're all called to do, but yep. like, what is it that's specific to the person? that they're uniquely gifted for and, and they're uniquely being grown in this season. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
1: Well, for someone listening to us right now, you know, they may be thinking, you know, well, how can I grow spiritually then? I mean, what are some practical ways that person can be begin to experience this type of spiritual growth?
2: Yeah. And, and I think the idea is God is the father raising up his children. Right. So, and, and I, I keep saying like, sometimes each, child needs to be dealt with in a different way that's specific and personal to them so but a large foundation of it would be spending time in the presence of god and cultivating that lifestyle of connection with him not just you know i go to church and i go to bible study but a practical way would be to learn to hear god's voice and be led by his spirit. So when we when we can get that, and there is like a large learning curve to that already, but that, that is very foundational because God is always speaking and leading us into something that's going to grow us and mature us. Amen. And then, you know, if we kind of get that dynamic, then we could learn to get on God's path and his path will lead to our internal transformation. And that will also lead to like our external destiny and things that he would have us do. But also practically spiritual growth takes intentional, consistent, disciplined action Mm -hmm. and also a hunger for God and a belief that he's going to answer and he's going to satisfy that hunger. And then I would say another thing is overcoming um, we don't really grow until we really have to overcome our, our weaknesses or our temptations. And, you know, in that we also build spiritual authority, but yeah, like I was saying earlier, practically we need to think, you know, there is a cost to growing the spirit, uh, not cost meaning like financial or anything, but like, there's just like time and effort, um, that's required of us. And the more we step out, the more we take those risks, the more we grow because we don't grow in our comfort zone. Right. There
1: you go. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So true. Amen. Yes. Run the race set before us and not very many people can just having never run in their life, strap on some shoes and go win a race.
2: Exactly. There's training to run that race.
1: Amen. Amen. Yeah. You you may want to be a a world-class marathon runner. But if you've never done a 440 in your life, you know, (laughs) you got to start small. Amen. Amen. Yes.
2: Well, Phoebe, this has
1: been so interesting. Now you also have a free ebook that you like to offer our listeners as well. Correct?
2: Yes. Yeah. So the ebook is about growing into the the stature of Christ. Um, It talks about the three stages of spiritual maturity that I, I shared with you, but it outlines it in detail, like the scripture, and also practical steps that in this stage, these are the things that you need to know to grow in this stage and get past this stage. Amen.
1: Yeah. Amen. That's good. And if someone wanted to get in touch with you to ask a question or maybe sign up for your spiritual growth program, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you?
2: Yes. My website is www.christiangrowthcoach.com. I'm also on Instagram. And yeah, you can reach me through those ways.
1: Amen. And you have, we'll put a link to your free ebook down below as well. Amen. Yes. Amen. So I'll put all these links down in the show notes, folks. Folks, as Phoebe Upke has been sharing, it's up to each one of us to grow up spiritually after we've been born again. I mean, for some, just getting immersed in the word of God will help. For mm-hmm. many others, though, having someone to come alongside and help guide us is what's needed. If that sounds like you, I highly recommend Phoebe Upke to you. Amen. Just drop down the show notes right now. Click the links right there. Reach out to her. Jump on a call. See if what she's offering to help with is what you have basically been praying about. See if this is the answer to that prayer. Amen. Do it right now while you're thinking about it. And be sure to download her free ebook as well. Amen. Phoebe, thank you for taking the time to come on the program today or share all about your coaching program and for helping believers to grow up spiritually in Christ in these final days before our Lord's return. I do appreciate your time.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. Phoebe update myself as past by reminding you to be blessed in all that you do.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published.